I I feel like Trump is trying really hard to be ugly. I mean, like he's obviously not, but like he goes puts forth like all that effort to cultivating that ugliness and like Ted Cruz is just like, "Yep, I woke up like this." <laughs> Welcome to the Pod Godcast. Godcast. I am Ian Mackay. Oh fuck you! I did not. <laughs> um, and I am Matt, the Christian Nardwar. We and are we are here today to talk about MXPX's new album. Yes, a million years after it has been released. Well, no, we are here to talk about. Everything and all things MXPX. We have a lot on the docket for MXPX news, including the album. We're here to talk about things. Wait, damn it! Oh, uh, there was a joke, but I it didn't. You know, <laughs> isn't there an MXPX song called "Before Everything and After"? Um, <laughs> we're getting I get so many people yelling at us. I don't think anyone listens to us anymore. <laughs> Uh, that's an album. Before everything and after is an album. Yeah, it's the it's the um the one with the belt buckle on it. I was okay. Let me try and salvage this. The joke was we're going to talk about everything before MXPX and after, but that doesn't. Even, my heart was in the right place. Yeah. No one's going to listen past. Us asking if before anything, everything and after <laughs> is a song. Um, actually, though, before we start, so what we're going to talk about today is the new MXPX album. But before we start that, you know, it it just occurred to me we really ought to just have some episodes where we go through album by album. Well, especially the newer ones. Yeah, we definitely need to go over the newer ones. We still have our probably our last episode ever of where we're just going to do the marathon of listening to them all the way through straight and marathon recording through it. But (laughs) I I don't think we've done a lot of album treatments, to be honest. Like I think, I think we definitely did one on Poconaccia. Yeah. With MXPX, we more like kind of hone in, zero in on a couple of uh, specific topics rather than... But yeah, no, because I, I, uh, we mentioned off-air that the last album I actually listened to of theirs was Panic, and I don't think you even listened that far back. So I think we should do, like, later uh, post uh, Slowly Go in the Way of the Buffalo album reviews. We honestly, like, we... Like... We, we, we should probably just do reviews of all of the albums piecemeal. Like, yeah, I don't know why we haven't done that. Oh, that's because for a while we were like, this isn't an MXPX podcast. We're going to do Christian punk in general. Yeah, and we've kind of defaulted into MXPX. I feel like we're running out of topics. Yeah, I think we've figured out that uh, Christian punk sucks. Uh, so <laughs> we're focusing on MXPX. 
probably one of the worst Christian punk bands. Yeah. Hey, sorry, hard news, guys, but <laughs> your whole genre sucks. Hard news, guys, MXPX sucks. Nobody listens to them <laughs> but dads who never had any taste in the first place. Oh, I think we should mention, before we get into reviewing this album, there is okay. a little bit of hard language on this MXPX album, so if you're listening with your kids... Close your fucking ears. <laughs> parental advisory they use the close a your, word close your kids fucking ears <laughs> all right that, that's how i want to get into this album um is there's this amazing reddit page that's all about how they use two swear words on the new mxpx album and it's all these dads saying um i was pretty disappointed to be honest not that cursing offends me or anything. It just seems out of character for what MXPX has been for 25 plus years. That feeling when the first song says, quote, big ass van, quote, and I look around in my car. <laughs> wait, and wait, okay, wait, that's at the beginning. I'm sorry, finish the comment. Okay. I should not have interrupted. And I look around my car at my three little kids. I'm not trying to get all judgmental or anything, but this is the first time I've ever had an MXPX album that I've had to think twice about in front of the kids. Hey, uh, I hope who 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 posted that? Um, is their name? The, well, the, I was uh, combining two different posts by uh, at you with X's around it and uh, Nathan One Eighteen. Well, let's let's hope Poconatcha with X's around it and Nathan One Eighteen don't give you know the first song called Rolling Strong a deep reading and realize it's actually about rolling fat joints. <laughs> <laughs> the kids know even if you don't that's right so hey since this is at the beginning of uh of uh the album or the beginning of a song let's let's play a sample yeah of this specifically i can do it if you want sure yeah um i just hope that uh this isn't cringy like an attempt to be edgy but just awkward like city electric records thinks it is i don't get that reference that was just another quote post on this Reddit page. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> okay, so this is Rolling Strong. This is the first song off of MXPX's new album, MXPX. And this song is about smoking weed. <laughs> oh, there's a... Damn it. <laughs> That's right, Liberty Mutual. That's a great deal. I feel like we shouldn't have to pay for these ads, seeing as we paid for the album with our Kickstarter money. Is it playing? I can't hear it at all. Sorry, my headphones are... All right, I'm, I'll start it over. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, I'm used to recording analog in a studio, and we've recently overhauled our studio with digital, state-of-the-art digital equipment. I'm not really sure what to do anymore. Yeah, we usually our have... sound engineer... <laughs> what? We usually have Dave Grohl as our sound engineer. All right. Rolling Strong by MXPX. Thank you. 
He's doing kind of a Matt Freeman ripoff. Again, I hope your children weren't there to hear that. <laughs> you know what I just I realized? He was, he was kind of doing like some Matt Freeman ripoff bass runs there. <laughs> the real title of the song is Maxwell Homicide. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing about this is, like, apparently on on Reddit and on the internet in general, MXPX is getting more shit for, like, saying big ass than for dropping the GD. That's right. Goddamn. In, I believe it's the second song. Oh, third song. Third song. They really front-loaded the album with the curse words. Yeah, so on the Reddit, the... Um, I don't really know how Reddit works exactly, but I think, like the uh the chapter or the title uh, the, the the subject of this one you just sound really old <laughs> or like not a creep like the the subject is a new song has the word goddamn but then all of the comments on it are actually talking about big ass van instead all right hold on uh can i can i play the excerpt from uh friday tonight is that yeah, okay go for it just so we can get all the evidence on the table first. Yes. Uh, exhibit right. two. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have just received word. The Louisiana Purchase is... This is a band that our children are supposed to be looking up to. I heard that kids, if they listen to the MXPX new album, MXPX Backwards, it's just verses from the Satanic Bible. <laughs> Not only that, but according to Genius.com, this is a reference to the movie Friday starring Ice Cube. Uh, who I was on this I was on this page. Who, you, are you, <laughs> who's most famous for his song 
fuck the police. So they're basically Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I heard that MXPX kneels down during the national anthem. <laughs> so, I mean, there there is, though, seriously, a marked difference between this album and all the other ones in that they're, it's like MXPX with swears. But don't worry, we can assure you that this album is just like all the other albums in that, like, musically, it's total garbage. <laughs> yes, yeah, so our our overall review of this album, I think we both agree of, like, it, it sounds like an MXPX. Like, I think... It's certainly an MXPX album. I think I mentioned this before of, like, it's like listening to Ben Folds or any of those other, like, middle-aged things. Like, you're going to get the same thing. They're not going to win any new fans over. They're not going to lose the weird dead army they have behind them. Is that that's got to be the only army they have behind them? Oh yeah. Like well then well, I, I mean to to be honest, they do seem to fill up venues when they play, and you know that's probably it's probably not dads. I I want to go to an MXPX concert and see what the. Uh, what the audience is like. I would bet it's all people our age. Really? Can you imagine like a younger crowd? Like, like I think Weezer pulls a younger crowd just cause there's like weird, uh, people who only like their recent stuff, but I can't imagine <laughs> MXPX like having a similar thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Certainly, all the all the posts on that Reddit page um, seem to be coming from people who had uh, listened to this band for a while. And if you like, I've been kind of paying attention to the MXPX Twitter, or it might just be my career at Twitter, but it, it's all just retweets of like, I got my five year old kid a plushie from the MXPX concert, or like, here's my baby in an MXPX onesie, like then like the baby mohawk that they're required to have oh really okay well i yeah. i stand corrected i i just they actually played in austin here not too long i think it was like last no it was uh it was friday night i should have gone i wonder if they're coming to milwaukee uh, soon he lives in wait mike lives in waco now which is like uh like under two hours away from Austin. So I'm sure they'll be playing in Austin all the fucking time. Oh my God. You know what? There was, um, uh, there's some like house renovation show, like one of those, uh, shows and Mike Herrera was on it and they like renovated a house for him. I didn't because he was so hot. He was so, so hard up for cash. He had to kickstart his new album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to get his house renovated by a reality TV show. I don't think it aired yet. I just remember seeing like uh, a thing about that. No, it it aired forever ago. This oh, is like it? old news. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> if you type I in my career, the show is called like the third thing that shows up. I think uh, I think the um, the show is like called the Fixer Upper or something, right? Yes, Ficker, Fixer Upper. With Chip and Joanna Gaines. Boy, there 
could be a, a show with some like actual musicians called Fixer Upper where they take MXPX and just be like, start making good music. We're going <laughs> to fix Fixer Up for your fucking shitty sound. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, in all honesty, like I, I am not a fan of this album at all. When I listened to it, it was predictable all the way through. Um, they never had a good sound to begin with, even like 1991 or 1992 when they, when they started, they sounded fucking cookie cutter skate punk. Nothing's changed. Um, I think, I think, uh, they have had a few albums where their sound was a bit more polished. I'm thinking of like before everything and after and, uh, panic. Um, but honestly, like and those are, uh, those are the only exceptions. I think I, I don't think I'm, I'm being a jackass and saying this. I think that they've like steadfastly made the same album over and over again for 25 years. I think you're right, and I think, uh, like, this album, the whole, like, this being, like, a return to form sort of thing is a strange thing because, like, it, like like you said, they they haven't, like, shifted away from a particular sound that they're, like, returning to. It's a kind of a, a continuation. And also, like, I feel like the real return to form was them re-recording the exact album of uh life in general yeah and like honestly like my only issue my only issue with them is that like they're not good at the form that they do over and over again like like it's not like they're bad it's just a shitty form like like punk sucks and like skate punk really sucks and <laughs> um like it they're a mediocre band that you know their their expertise is being extremely a mediocre band that's very mediocre at doing a mediocre form at best like their sound is exhausted by the time that fucking bad religion releases suffer like that's got to be like the apex of this dumb sound and like it, it doesn't need to continue necessarily well, they were smart in that I think they were the most... Or is it Surfer? Is it Surfer or Suffer? Or is it Suffer, but there's a Surfer on the cover? <laughs> I have no clue. This, I is, a real, was... this is a real question. I know I the, the song is called Suffer. Uh... I know there's a Surfer on fire on the cover. Yes. Suffer. Yeah, it's Suffer. And then um, uh, no effects did. He's objectively not a surfer on the cover. I just want to say I'm wrong. Oh no! You know what you're thinking of is no effects did an EP called Surfer, and it's the exact same cover, but he's holding a surfboard. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, but no, I think uh, MXPX is like the most successful of their very specific genre of like. Uh, like the Christian band turned like generic punk bands. So like they kind of like built their following as being like the big fish in that extremely small pond. And then like, you know, they quasi crossed over where like enough normal people know who they are, but they still will always have their like cult following of people who liked them when they were awkward youth group kids. Yeah, and honestly, like, 
the people who the people who make it in the music world, especially at, like the fucking shitty ass punk music world, are just are just the people who are persistent. They're not necessarily the most talented. Like it doesn't take a lot to be talented for a punk musician. I'm sorry, no. it just doesn't. If you're gonna if you're gonna play the sort of music that MXPX or Bad Religion, for that matter, plays, you don't need to be musically talented. No, that's I think the you just need point. to be really really fucking persistent. Yeah, and like really lucky. So like like mm-hmm. I would say as far as like generally fame speaking they were never bigger than something like american hi-fi or something like that like not even up to like i've never even heard of them <laughs> they, they had like they were just like a one-hit wonder it was i like i i wouldn't even put them on like a sum 41 level uh i would say they're like yeah. at least a tier below sum 41 as far about, as like fame goes what about bowling for soup yeah, I would say they're probably like at that level. But because they have their built-in like Christian punk tooth and nail following, they'll always I think they'll be a uh, more of a, a nostalgia draw than like bowling for soup would be. But like they like I I know both of us follow Mike on Facebook and like they fill up venues, like big venues. Venues that like uh what's the last show i went to i went to uh i went to a tortoise show about a year ago and then a few years back i saw the melbourne's and like xpx fills up venues that are bigger than than the melbourne's play oh yeah or tortoise played like like objectively talented bands (laughs) no and i think that's because we've reached the age where nostalgia is like the biggest draw i I would bet you that like people going to an mxpx show that's like one of two concerts that they're going to the entire year and like it's to like relive the glory days of you know back when i was like in high school and going to an mxpx concert yeah have you been to an mxpx concert i've never been not even at warp tour i don't think you've been to warp tour i've been to warp tour like four times <laughs> vapes I've been to Warp Tour like four times. <laughs> it was all no, in I high just, school. I, I mean, I actually saw it, Suicide like, Machines at Warp Tour. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> they are so bad. I like. Oh, I hate ska so much. And I'm sorry. Like I hate it so much. I'm just gonna be a very negative person on this episode. Did I tell you about? Um, uh, I was wearing the Operation Ivy t-shirt to the Sheboygan County Fair, and some guy came up to me and was trying to talk about Tim Timebomb. How did that go, by the way? You told me that, but you never really told me how it went. Oh, it was just as I was walking past, he was like, hey, nice shirt. And I was like, thanks. He's like, do you ever listen to his Tim Timebomb stuff? And I was like, yeah. And then I walked away. If I was, uh, I assume Alice is with you. Yeah, she was. If I was her, I would have thrown you under the fucking bus and been like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. You should talk to him. He loves Tim Timebomb. And then just like walked away. (laughs) I think uh, she probably would have done that, except it was like starting to rain. So like we both needed to get somewhere. But like, I think we're, I think, I think we can, let's, we can try and make this episode like somewhat substantive and talk about something real and just like, like, what do you do with stuff like this? Like, like I'm, 
I'm my musical tastes are pretty pretentious. Um, and like it really grates on my nerves when bands put out the same album over and over again. But like, is there really anything wrong with doing that? Like finding your niche and, and then like just ob- objectively refusing to try anything new. No, definitely not. And I, I don't know anything about the music industry, but I feel like if you have found like the way that you can like make good money, I think you should definitely do it. Yeah. I my my question is like so obviously we're never gonna listen to this or put it on like rotation. My question is, um, if, like for all these people that uh, MXPX is retweeting, where they're like, "This is their best album in like fifteen years," or like "Back to form," this is the MXPX I love. Like five years from now, do you think this album will be in their rotation, or are they gonna go back to like? slowly going the way of the buffalo and this will just be like another old mxpx uh, or like you know like later mxpx album that they don't listen to yeah i don't know like i honestly like i i can't it baffles me the statement this is the best mxpx album in like 15 years baffles me because like they've probably put out like what 15 years ago was 2003 they've they've put out probably four maybe five albums in that space there's ever passing moment was 2001 so there's uh before everything and after uh panic plans within plans am i missing something hold on i'm bringing it up and then showing them alphabetically show them by the year you do stupid uh yeah ding stupid wikipedia Hold on. Um, let's see. Okay, so Ever Passing Moment is 2000, Before Everything After, 2003. Okay. Panic, 05. Secret Weapon, 07. Secret Weapon is the one I was... Yeah. I knew there was something there. Then there's On the Cover 2 and Punk Rock Christmas in 2009, which I wouldn't really count either of those. And then Plans Within no. Plans, 2012. Like... I don't know, like, well, we, so, so just like, this is a footnote, we're, we're going to start doing episodes on all the new albums, because, like, I, anyways, I haven't listened to them, I think I've, I've maybe listened to a couple of songs off of Secret Weapon, maybe, but, um, like, I don't know, like, here's, well, this, here, this entire issue. Here's the thing for me, and I know you don't like them, but I'm a big fan of At The Drive-In, so... At the drive-in came out with an album last year. Wait, can I can I take this? Yeah, can I take this opportunity to make a plug. Yes, go for it. It's related to at the drive-in. If you live in Texas, fucking vote for Beto O'Rourke, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's it. That's my plug. <laughs> uh, O'Rourke objectively more handsome than Ted Cruz. Without a doubt, he was. There was actually a. He was in. He was where I live on Sunday. There was like a big town hall meeting. You know what's fucked up? Anyways, um, uh, Ted Cruz is only like four years older than him. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> oh my god! What if it comes out that Ted that Ted Cruz vapes and like vaping has like does that to you? 
Well, I want whatever happened to that vaping congressman? Is he still around? Maybe that could be Ted's new thing. <laughs> Sorry, you you were making a point about oh, at the drive-in. Oh I yeah. Interrupted you. So I know you you're not an at the drive-in fan, but I am an at the drive-in fan. No. So they famously like broke up right when they were like getting big. Their like hit album, their last album was in 2000, and then they broke up, and then. They just put on an album like last year, and um, it's really good. It's surprisingly good, but I yeah. don't listen to it ever because it's Why? just like hey, it's. I feel like with a band that you like, it's probably the same with like writing the music when you're in the band. Like you like a band at a particular time and then everything after that it's mostly nostalgia for like how you felt when you first heard the album at least that's my opinion on stuff and so like there's a lot of bands where like if i first listened to like their middle album like say with spoon i first listened to like one particular album and i don't really like any other other albums as much because it's always just like different degrees of that album does yeah. that make any sense is that it yeah no that makes sense i mean there 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 is stuff that i like purely for its nostalgic value i'm trying to get an example um uh what did i used to listen to that i would listen to now for nostalgic value but that's just how i feel like with the the way people are commenting on like mxpx of just like yeah i loved them for 25 years and like this brings me back like i feel like this is purely a, an exercise in nostalgia so i wonder if the new thing will have the the lastingness or is it just something that'll fade but the older stuff I will stay I strong I also feel like MXPX was kind of broken up for a while, at least from touring, and that this, it like the new album came as a surprise for me. Yeah, because I thought for sure at least Yuri was out of the band. I mean, like not touring anymore. I don't think he got like kicked out. But how could you kick out Yuri? <laughs> it's the Oedipal complex. You gotta kick your dad out of the band. And <laughs> that's really funny because I was actually I was actually teaching Freud uh -huh. earlier today, and we went over the Oedipal complex. <clears throat> I don't know. I like I tend to be really hard on bands like this, but honestly, like I can't think of a lot of music I listen for self value. Like every so often, I'll listen to Rancid and then quickly regret it. Um, <laughs> So what I, I what know. is if, if you're gonna randomly you listen to does it have this? Oh, sorry. Uh, what what are you sorry. what do you put on when you're randomly listening to Rancid and then regretting it? What's your go-to album for that? Oh, probably an Outcome the Wolves. Okay. See, mine is Life Won't Wait. Oh, okay. I mean, <clears throat> I don't even like those two albums. Like, it's like. I don't. I just have the. I I just have this hang up. I guess with stuff like, like Rancid lost its allure for me it, the moment I discovered the Clash, especially like the London Calling and the, 
uh, what's the one after London Calling? Uh, Sundanista. And it's like, oh, like Rancid is just like ripping someone the fuck off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like like the Clash is just. Rancid is like Shanana for the Clash. (laughs) The the point is, I I think we might have different orientations towards music. Like, I don't listen to a lot of it for nostalgic value. Um, do, is most of the music you listen to, does it have that nostalgic value? Oh, no, I don't, I didn't mean most, I just meant like stuff okay. I listen to for nostalgia, it hits me that way because that's how I was reading a lot of people listening to MXPX. Yeah. But I think, I, I don't wonder... know, maybe I do more, I probably definitely do more than you because I still listen to like a lot of like, you know, uh, like late '90s emo music and stuff. Okay, wait. I will occasionally listen to a Saves the Day album for nostalgic value. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. So, so that's one. I mean, I was big into Saves the Day in high school. Hold on, I just have to put a pillow behind my back. Ah. You're for you're the podcast dad for that. <laughs> I completely am. <laughs> so should we should we move on to? Like, I don't know. I... Yeah. Okay. The other important news of the day, MXPX wise, is Yuri got a tattoo. And this, oh, I didn't know we were talking about this. He did. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. What did he think we were moving on to? <laughs> I had no idea that there was something else about this album we want to talk about. It's fine. Okay, this is just a real brief thing. But Yuri got a tattoo, and it's funny because he got, like, the cheesiest tattoo ever. He got the MXPX logo guy on his arm, and it's just, like, a very plain, like, outline-y sort of thing. But it's funny because he got his tattoo from Oliver Peck, who... uh is a very famous tattoo guy and he's like on like a tattoo TV show right now. So the reason this is funny is because if Yuri paid for his tattoo, he paid way too much money for what he got. (laughs) Like he probably paid thousands and thousands of dollars for a like $150 tattoo. Yeah. I thought it was funny too that he, uh, that he, like of all the tattoos you you can get, it's the MXPX guy. But I guess that guy did all of Mike Herrera's tattoos, so I'm thinking he might have done Yuri's for free. Because <laughs> Mike Herrera probably paid for his kids' fucking college tuition or something. Yeah, totally. And like he's probably he probably just busted it out in like 20 minutes or something. But if he was paying like that guy's full price, it would have been like over a thousand dollars, I'm sure. I, I've never even heard of this guy. Like I, I told Rachel about this, and I was like, "Yeah, it's apparently some famous guy up in Dallas." And she was like, "Oliver Peck." <laughs> and I was like, "How does everyone know this except for me? Is there like a conspiracy where everyone else in this world watches like tattoo TV shows except for me?" Yeah, the tattoo TV shows are really funny because like it's all these. It's a very specific brand of like super egotistical dork, and it's yeah. great. They're like, I am the best 
um in the world of this very specific type of tattooing and then they're like you're do you have to do a different type of tattoo and then they're like oh no i'm <laughs> foiled and it's like i don't know like seems like it i don't want to speculate and i think it's great that you already got a tattoo i'm gonna get a tattoo as soon as i get paid by the way oh really what of mm-hmm. um I can send you a picture. I'll describe it on the air. Okay. For the people who listen, but if you actually, this will just be faster. Google uh, or go to Wikipedia and just look up TNT, but then do the parentheses album. It'll be a. You're getting an ACDC tattoo. Yeah. Yes. So it's a it's a it's a tortoise album. If you. If you look up the tortoise album called TNT and just look at the cover art, okay, I'm gonna on. get that. I'm gonna get that. Um, I'm gonna get basically the the little dude on the cover uh, without the words tortoise or TNT. Hold on, it's loading. Oh, nice. <clears throat> Where are you gonna get that? Like uh, uh, right here. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been wanting one for a while, and I can't think of anything creative to do. So I was like, I'll just like, like, get a tattoo of like some album artwork that like I I really legitimately like, but but also would be really legitimately cheap. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's fun. I I think silly tattoos are the best. Anyways, I'm I'm glad Mike got it, or I'm glad that Yuri got a tattoo. That that's great. And I'm um, not glad, but uh. I'm I feel ag- like I'm against. I feel it. like he he just like wanted a tattoo to have a tattoo, and that's what resulted in that decision for a tattoo. Yeah, I feel like it was like a midlife crisis. <clears throat> no, Yuri was born in midlife. Like, <laughs> well, <clears throat> I want to bring up my. I have a long-standing theory on pop punk bands that Yuri has just destroyed. Oh Is no! Every pop punk band has. Um, one person in the band that doesn't have tattoos. In MXPX, it was Uh-oh. Yuri. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, you you cut out, and I didn't hear a word you just said. If you said anything, okay. So in every pop punk band, there needs to be one person with no tattoos. Oh, is it every pop punk band has a guy with no tattoos? That's correct, yes. So, MX- oh, no. Well, M- Johnny. MXPX had Yuri. Blink-182 had Mark Hoppus. Boxcar Racer had Tom DeLong because he only had one sleeve and everybody else had two sleeves. Uh, I, I feel like you're violating the, the first rule of good theorizing, which is... Theory has to be guided by the facts, not the other way around. No, it's not. No, it's I have to twist (laughs) every... I have to come up with my theory, and I have to twist things around to it. So I guess this is more of a theology. Uh, No, it's honestly more of a philosophy. (laughs) Well, let me just say that when Agamben had his theory of pop-punk tattoos, he was incorrect because he said that 
almost every member of a pop punk band had tattoos, but I'm saying one person doesn't have tattoos. Dude, I, I, I would be willing to, to money that Zizek has a literal theory of pop punk bands. <laughs> like, it's got to be somewhere buried in one of those huge books he publishes once a year. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just, like, we find out where he's giving a talk, and then we just slip a No Effects album, like, into his jacket, and then we just wait for his next book to come out? <laughs> You know, in all honesty, coming back to the this uh, the the MXPX album, like I can wholeheartedly recommend album. Actually, like MXPX. That being said, I have a reason why you would like MXPX because they're, they're like it, it's hard not to recommend it for what it is. I just don't understand. Like, I. I like there's nothing wrong with making money obviously like we want artists to make money otherwise there's no art at yeah. all um but like i don't know why the mxpx guys are are happy with such a repetitive job <laughs> i mean i would have that job that seems pretty sweet you just dick around and then you like play a concert in front of a bunch of 40 year olds who like you and then you have like decent money. Are you gonna? Would you go to an MXPX show if they came to Milwaukee? <clears throat> I would go to an MXPX show if it was twenty five dollars or less. You Maybe think it would be twenty five dollars or less. I if I would go up to thirty dollars, but I would not go more than that. <laughs> I, I feel like it would have to be in that range. Cause like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm going to see the next month, and that was $20 a ticket. Yeah. Well, because, like, um, Rancid and Dropkick Murphys played, like, a year ago, and my friend and I were thinking about that just because we thought it would be funny, and those were, like, $60. And Kick Murphy's? Uh, Rancid and Dropkick Murphy's was like $60. That's not very good. Yeah, so I feel like it's kind of a, a toss-up, like what it could end up costing. tour let's see i'm trying to go on september the... 8th they played hello yeah i'm i'm trying to search sorry i'm a little trying to go on their website to see what their tours are Ooh, they were sold out in austin first seven September seventh, which was just this past Friday, they played Dallas, and the tickets were twenty nine fifty apiece. Okay. It looks like that that was the last of their shows. I don't see any shows after the Texas ones. Twenty 
But I wonder if they'll have a. They don't have any money right now. I wonder if they'll have a, a new tour for, to like follow up this album. Who knows? I'm sure they will. Like I, I get the sense that they're like. I wonder if this album is a one-off or not. Like, they're that's the thing that's funny. They're not that fucking old. Like, no, I think um, Mark or Mark uh, Mike is like forty-one. It said. Yeah, like. I feel like, like John Dwyer, the the dude who does the OCs and like was in Coach Whips and Pink and Brown and stuff like that. He's like in his early forties, and I like that that fucking band plays at least two hundred shows a year. Like, I don't know, I don't know why MXPX is slowing down, especially if they can fill up venues like this. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like it's it's just like a, a different aesthetic. I guess I don't know. Well, I think they, yeah, I mean, it's probably like, maybe they are able to get more of a draw by slowing down of like an MXPX concert is that way it's like, oh, wow, they haven't played here in a couple of years. So it's not like a, I'll catch them next time sort of thing. Yeah. So out of a out of five stars, what would you give this album? I would give it a, I don't know, like I would give it exactly half, two and a half stars. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'll go up to three stars because it's a solidly. It's all about your. It's a solidly MXPX album. Yeah. And I also really love like when they drop the goddamn thing. That's like literally they're quoting a movie. Um yeah. so it's like they're like we'll we'll swear not doing it. You know what? Just because it angered their fans. <laughs> their fans are such dorks. I'm giving them five stars for using swear words. Like like it's 2018. People are going to say like what a bunch of dorks was, I had such a good time when that album came out just everybody's just like earnest like heartfelt appreciations of MXPX and like talking about like how they asked their wife to prom to MXPX like 20 years ago or something like god you guys are dorks <laughs> Also, please uh, subscribe to our podcast and leave us reviews. Oh. <clears throat> Hold on. You're breaking up a bit, Matt. I'm going to hang up and call you back.
Yeah, screw it. That's the end of the podcast. See you in the pit.